The reading today is taken from Amos chapter 5, verses 18 to 24, the day of the Lord. Woe to you who long for the day of the Lord. Why do you long for the day of the Lord? That day will be darkness, not light. It will be as though a man fled from a lion only to meet a bear. As though he entered his house and rested his hand on the wall only to have a snake bite him. Will not the day of the Lord be darkness, not light? Pitch dark without a ray of brightness. I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring me choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps. But let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. Now our sermon theme today was originally scheduled for later this month, but I brought it forward given the events of the last two weeks, which made it particularly topical. Having said that, one of the most important points that I believe we need to hear today is that social justice in general and racial justice in particular are not themes for occasional preaching, nor for those times when something happens in the world which rightly attracts a lot of attention. This is absolutely fundamental to what the Christian gospel is all about and needs to be deeply embedded in the way that we think and behave every day. Now we've already welcomed Dave Ellis into our congregation. We have another visiting speaker now. He comes from the south, not far from the capital, and rumour has it that he's already been causing quite a stir up here in the north, and he claims to be bringing a message from the Lord. He says to us, I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Away with the noise of your songs. Let justice roll on like a river, and righteousness like a never-failing stream. His name is Amos, and his message is recorded in the Bible, in the book of Amos. Now, the kingdom of Israel was divided into the north and the south at this time. Amos grew up near Jerusalem in the southern kingdom, but his prophecy was delivered to the northern kingdom. Jeroboam was king and had brought a time of relative prosperity to the people of the north. But at the same time, there were some serious problems. The wealthy and the powerful were exploiting the weak and the vulnerable. Judges were accepting bribes. There were deceitful business practices and evidence of slavery. And in the opening words of the book of Amos, we read, The Lord roars from Zion and thunders from Jerusalem. God himself is a God of justice. It is deeply embedded within his character to treat every person with fairness, seeing their innate value as a special part of his creation. And therefore it's God's intention that the covenant community of the Old Testament and the Church of the New Testament should also reflect the justice of God in the way that they live out their lives. 
And when this was not happening in the time of Amos, the roar of Almighty God was heard across the land. Indeed, one commentary on this book calls it the Day of the Lion. When Amos came as a guest preacher in the north of Israel, the people had lost sight of the justice of God and the need to behave in a way that was honouring to God. The day of God's appearing to them would not be a day of light as they were expecting, but a day of darkness and of judgment. And the sad reality is that the same is true about our own world. And we today need to hear what the Lord is saying about who he is and about how we should treat all those whom he has created in this wonderful world today. Let justice roll on like a river and righteousness like a never failing stream. This was the cry of Amos. And it's also the cry of so many people today, especially in the events that have followed the tragic death of George Floyd. And whatever the rights or the wrongs of public process during the coronavirus pandemic, there is no doubt that the incredible events of last weekend showed the depth of feeling that racial justice remains a massive problem in our society today and that that situation must be changed. I found Dave Ellis's comments about the statue in Bristol very powerful in helping us to recognise the depth of feeling which has long been there and is particularly evident at the present time. And racism is not the only area of injustice. The impact of climate change on the poorest of the world is seen to be a huge injustice that a creation offered by God as a place of abundant life is being damaged beyond repair. The persecution of Christians and those of other religious convictions across the world is a, another major injustice. Open Doors suggests that one in eight of all Christians across the world face extreme persecution for their faith. And then in the UK there is the increase in serious poverty, exasperated by the recent lockdown and evidenced in the huge increase in the use of food banks. The treatment of refugees, asylum seekers and migrants, both in this country and across the world, presents another major challenge, as does the challenge of gender and of relationships. Racism, climate change, persecution, poverty, migration, gender, all aspects of life here and now, where so often our human behaviour does not reflect the character of God and the ways of Christ. And so we need to take a closer look at the words of Amos, and especially the two key words that he uses in this passage, justice and righteousness, and then see how we should respond today, especially to the challenge of racial justice, but also to other areas of injustice in our society and across the world. So let's look at those two words. And the first one is justice. Now, the Hebrew term that's used here for justice is a broad and encompassing word. It certainly includes making right decisions in the law courts or whatever the equivalent might be. But it also calls for a sense of responsibility towards other people in upholding their rights. Dr. Derek Tidball, writing on this passage, says these words. To act justly is to make a personal and practical contribution 
to the creation of a society that reflects the way God desires us to live in community with respect, integrity and love. And the important thing here is that justice is an active word. It calls for action to stand up for those who are marginalised, poor, oppressed, or in any way the victims of injustice. And then that other word, righteousness. This is more to do with the heart. If justice is what you see in society, then righteousness is what springs from the heart to enable that to happen. In the Old Testament, people were called to righteousness, but it was always a struggle. But in the New Testament, there is a different angle on righteousness, that it is a gift of God through Jesus Christ, that through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he becomes our righteousness, and through him, we're brought to a right relationship with God. That, of course, is at the heart of the gospel, and that is the wonderful miracle of transformation that God is able to make in our lives, that he creates us, recreates us in the righteousness of God. And when we receive the gift of righteousness, then increasingly our own lives need to be aligned with the character of God, which means that justice and truth will be on our front lines as part of who we are and what we do. And then if we look more closely at the words of Amos and notice the full sentence in which these words are given, especially the phrase flowing like a river. Let justice roll on like a river, says the NIV translation, and righteousness like a never failing stream. But I particularly like the New Living Translation. Instead, I want to see a mighty flood of justice, an endless river of righteous living. Isn't that marvellous? A mighty flood of justice. Now, one of the special places to visit in Uganda is called Murchison Falls. You can see some pictures of it here. And at the top of the falls, the River Nile forces its way through a gap in the rocks. It's only seven metres wide. And then that massive volume of water tumbles 43 metres into the river below, flowing then westwards out into Lake Albert. It is an amazing sight. And to stand beside that uh, for tumbling force of water uh, has such an impact. It's one that I will remember for a very long time to come. And the heart of God is that justice and righteousness flow like a mighty flood of water, opening out into lives of beauty and harmony and peace. The, rev the vision of Revelation 22 verses 1 to 3 is also of a river flowing, flowing from the throne of God down through the great city. It's a picture, of course, of heaven. But the desire of God is that his kingdom will come here on earth as it is in heaven. One day indeed there will be perfect justice and truth, pure light and no darkness. But meanwhile we do all we can to display God's justice here and now. So how do we respond to these words from our reading in Amos today? In the final section of this message, I would like to suggest four things. First of all, deep listening.
getting close enough to really hear the cry of those who suffer injustice today. And that does mean going beyond the more superficial levels of conversation and building those relationships of trust where we can really hear the heart of those in pain. I wonder how deeply are you listening today to those who are in different places to where you are, who are reflecting on these circumstances in different ways. And not just the superficial, hello, how, how are you? But listening deeply to what is going on. The second response is active planning. To take positive steps, to embrace those who feel on the edge of our society for whatever reason. There are so many areas of injustice and it's easy just to say the right things but not to become immersed in action. But the word justice is an active word and active planning needs to be part of our response today. And then the third area of response is appropriate speaking. There is a danger in silence as well as in speech. I don't know about you, but I've read many different posts on social media and other articles published in the last two weeks. And there's a part of me that's a little bit hesitant to enter into the fray of public conversation. But as Ecclesiastes 3 verse 7 tells us, there is a time to be silent and a time to speak. And part of our Christian responsibility in acting out the justice of God is to speak into society in the right and appropriate way. And the fourth response is spiritual transformation, because ultimately it's the Holy Spirit who can bring to us the character of God and the ways of Christ. And I pray that the Spirit of God will open up our minds to where we have knowingly or unknowingly failed to stand up for justice and truth, where our words or our actions have had damaging effects on other people. I pray that the Spirit of God will purify our hearts and sharpen our determination to be a people who stand firm for justice and truth. I pray that the Spirit of God will enable us as a local church community to listen carefully, to act justly, to welcome wholeheartedly, and to reflect the true character of Jesus in our life together. Four ways that we can respond to what God is saying as we hear these words today. He calls us to let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never failing stream. May that be true for Jesus' sake. Amen.